And I'm Amber. Welcome to our podcast that focuses on putting the joy back into teaching. Thank you so much for continuing on this journey with us. Teachers, our focus today is the power of no. But if you say yes, delegate. Or just say no, Amy. Just say no. Wait, is this a class about dare? No, we're not talking about drugs today. And Amy and I just discovered that we were both dare representatives for our high school. Is Represent. that <laughs> We had to go to the elementary schools as high schoolers and talk about not using drugs. Yes. But so we not. both should be really good at saying no. I know. Because that's what we told everybody to do. That it was so easy. Right. Yet here we are telling people to say no. And <laughs> 25 years later. Right. Like, yeah, I know. Really saying no while being a student, obviously we taught that, but while being a teacher, saying no to all the things, it's so hard. It's hard because administration is always asking. Yes. We're volunteers. The students ask, can you help me with this? And it, I don't know. I think it's a weakness of mine. If someone asks me to do something, I'm most likely going to mm -hmm. say yes. I, no, I agree. Especially a student. A student comes up and say, will you sponsor this club? And you really want to say no, but you do because the student's asking you. Yeah. I was the fantasy football club advisor <laughs> for three I love years. That. Yes. That's I great. Know. <laughs> I, yeah, I had some clubs in my day too, but really I should have learned my lesson in the very beginning of teaching, I, it really should have hmm. been such a, like, I don't like just a moment that I was like, wait a minute, this is how teaching is going to go. Because before I ever got my teaching job, I got asked to help with something at the school. And I, yeah. Before you got it? Yes. So I interviewed, we moved to Virginia from Florida over a weekend. And that Friday, I got a call on our, like packing up all of our stuff, getting ready to hit the road. And they said, you have an interview Monday for a job at Blacksburg High School. And I was like, awesome. This was my dream job. I've talked yeah. about this. Um, so I get there Monday, I go in for my interview. I had to pack a box that may have some teacher-ish interview clothes. And we know how that situation well, was. Yes. Who knows how many so, jumpers right. there were. Yes. Ah. I'm sure there was an apple embroidered on something I was wearing. Oh, gosh. So I go in for my interview and I thought I did really well. I had all the buzzwords. I have my portfolio. I talked about classroom management, accountability, all the things. So I left and I was like, I I'm pretty sure I did well. So Monday goes by, interviewed in the morning, didn't hear anything. I didn't expect to hear anything Monday. I thought, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday go by, I still haven't heard anything. So by Thursday, I was like, ah, uh, I probably didn't get it. And Thursday, my phone rings and I see that it's Blacksburg High School. So of course, I get so excited. Right. And I answer the phone and it's a lady on the phone and she's like, hey, this is such and such. I'm the band director. At Blacksburg High School. And I was like, oh, okay. Hi. Nice to meet you. Is she hiring me? Like what? Yeah. 
And she's like, you know, you said that in your interview, you twirled and all this stuff. And so I was wondering if you would come do the flag core at Blacksburg High School. And I was do like, I well, have a job? <laughs> yes, exactly. I was <laughs> like, well, I don't know if I have a job there. And if I don't get that, you know, chances are I'm going to end up in an eight to five job. So I don't know that I'll have the time. And she's like, oh, no, you'll get the job. I'm sure if you take it. And I was like, wait, if I take hmm. the job or if I take this job, what, right. what is happening? So I, I felt like I had to say yes. I felt like if I didn't say yes to that, that I wasn't going to get the job. And so I did. I said, yes, I, it's the last thing on earth I wanted to do. I had a 13 month old child and I was starting a new job in a new town and I really didn't want to, but I did. And I don't want to say I hated every minute of it. I had some wonderful <laughs> girls, but um, I could not be done soon enough. I know uh, that feeling. Yeah. Because I, I said yes, I guess it was maybe a week after I started my lateral <laughs> entry position in Durham to agree to be the JV softball coach. Oh, yeah. And it was a season. We'll just say that all of our pitchers, it, well, two of them broke some sort of bone the varsity coach was pretty intense like the image is this like imagine a gym teacher who is living in the 90s so he has everything windbreaker I'm picturing it swishy pants but not like the swishy pants that have like the elastic at the bottom so that the tennis shoes are in full full display oh and yeah this was the varsity coach and here I am a 23 year old like like softball um he he pulled so many players from my team we had to forfeit tons of games oh, it was no. it was just a mess I think we played 26 games we lost 25 to the mercy rule it was rough um and I in the end I think I calculated I earned maybe seven cents an hour for that stipend you know they always presented yeah. like hey you're a coach you're gonna make extra money uh, <laughs> extra <no>. money <laughs> right it's going to require 37 hours of work and and go to the games so yeah i i regretted that and actually never coached again after that year because it was Same. just not worth it yeah yeah it is. It Just couldn't do it. I don't think people realize, and I have an immense amount of respect for coaches because yeah, they don't get paid. I mean, I think no. like, I don't even remember what the stipend was, whatever it was, it was not enough. You know, I mean, right. I'm like you, I think it was cents on the hour that we were working extra. And I just, yeah, I have so much respect for coaches, but I really should have learned then, like, this is what it's going to be like, because not only mm -hmm. that, but then I started teaching. So I, I did finally get the call on Friday. Ooh, so I got okay. the call Thursday about helping with the flag court. And on Friday, yes. right. I finally get the call that I get the job at Blacksburg High School. And I'm like, oh, well, that's convenient, Yay. but thanks. I'll take it. So then we go. I started that next Wednesday. So interviewed Monday, got the call. I got it on Friday, started Wednesday. 
And that first week is like new teacher orientation or whatever. And so then the next Wednesday is when every other teacher came in. So the principal stood, we'll never forget it. He stood at the front of the auditorium and he said, these are the duties for this year. And there's like a list on the board and he's like, who's doing what? So, you know, some people (laughs) start raising their, right. I mean, (laughs) I'm thinking, no, I can't do anything else. No way. And everybody starts raising their hand or they're doing this, they're doing that. You know, they've done this for years. And at the end of the meeting, there's two things up there that are still there. And I'm like, I, I can't volunteer for anything else. I'm there. It's just Already not going to happen. Been in some flags. After yes. School. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm teaching and I've got a child no. and Wait, you know, what? teaching, right. That's an important thing. So at the end, the, the one that was left that I thought I was somewhat capable of was school pictures. And so I, you know, that moment of like, let's just not make eye contact. So, ah. <laughs> so you yes. don't, you know, feel awkward. So I'm trying to sneak out through the auditorium and I made eye contact with another member of my department who stopped and talked to me, which then gave Uh-oh. the principal the time to come talk to me. And so he was like, um, what do you think about maybe taking school pictures? Well, what am I going to say? No. Right. The face-to-face ask is very difficult to say no to. Right. So I was like, sure, I'd love to. (sighs) And it was last on the list for a reason, I think. uh, Yes. And can I just tell you that I had that job for 17 years (laughs) until I left Blacksburg (laughs) High School. And I would say 18 because the next year after I left, guess what? They called me every time pictures were coming. What do we do? How do we do this? So technically I had it the next year too. I just didn't have to physically sit there, but yeah, I I mean, it was a job I couldn't get rid of. Right. I do have some fond memories of visiting you during picture days. (laughs) Yes. Because Amy would have to be stuck in the auditorium, like alphabetizing, I think Uh all day. I mean, just the logistics of really getting 1400 teenagers Mm -hmm. to a location then with their hair done and to smile we always had mirrors and brushes oh (laughs) it's it's way more than i would say people realize but can i be honest take something on like that yeah the students weren't the worst part it was the teachers oh getting the teachers to come get their pictures taken it was so hard. And I get it. I didn't ever want to have my picture taken. But then you have the principal who's like, we have to have teacher IDs. Every one of these teachers. Right. Make sure. I'm like, oh, I can get 1,400 kids through here, but I can't get 50 teachers through here. Right. Okay. So I think the really tricky part is that your administrator asked you face to face. And there's no way that he would have said to you, hey do you want to alphabetize 1400 names and watch everybody groom themselves before they smile in front of the camera? Yes. Come on, I, Amy. I did not get a job description with it for sure. No. And that's something we never do. I, I don't stop and say, I'll get back to you in a day when you give me details about that responsibility. I never do that. I just like blindly say yes. If they mm-hmm. ask me. So I need to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amber and I are doing this because we need to hear this ourselves. It's true. So Amber and I, in the last, what, 
would you say week, two weeks have said yes to three different things? That is a true statement. Um, <laughs> we did ask questions. I will give that to both of us. I may not have yes. asked questions if Amber wouldn't have initiated it. So she's working harder than I am, but we we're getting there. So, I mean, we did say yes to three things, <laughs> but I feel much better about those decisions because we asked questions and mm -hmm. it's something that we sort of made an intentional decision to choose mm -hmm. what we're passionate about. Like I signed up for the fantasy sports club sponsorship. I was not passionate about You're that. You're not. No, I've never done that. And why did I say yes? I I find it so hard because when I think about these things, I'm passionate about teaching. Yes. And that's what I want to do. And so I found out with school pictures, I was going to have to miss four days a year of teaching. So I'm I'm now not doing what I'm passionate about and what my real job is. Yes. And that's where I think teachers get burned out a lot is that, you know, we go into teaching, we've talked about our why, and we're going to hear more about people's whys. But like, my passion is teaching. It's not all the other stuff that they're giving me to do. When you have the wherewithal to stop and ask questions. It happened to me one time. I've said no once. Whoa. One time. And it was so memorable. <laughs> it was back in the day, not even back in the day, in the last five years. Um, I think Virginia did a grant, mm -hmm. like a school's innovation grant. And it was designed to help teachers and administrators create a school within a school within a school. Because <laughs> those um, have always worked really well. So great. Uh, and so our school had the grant. There were all these people on the committee and, oh, yes. And here's the committees. Another gonna, word. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to schedule this and it's going to be amazing. And this one was, you know, Another one that I had, I mean, honestly, this is the fourth time I'd been in a school that had investigated a school within a school. So maybe that's why I knew I should not say yes. Mm -hmm. So sure enough, I also learned at this point, administrators, they like go down the line. It's like they have a list of all the faculty and they go and they ask the faculty person in person because <laughs> they know that normally gets mm -hmm. a yes. And they'll say, I'm doing this school within a school and I need a science teacher. Amber, will you teach the science course? <laughs> and what I didn't realize when I said no, I was like the last person. Oh, of course. He had asked in the department. He's like, oh, you're putting me in a tough position here. Oh. Tough position. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's still a no. I'm teaching <laughs> this, this, and this. I'm ahead of this committee. Like, No. I'm not willing to participate in mm -hmm. this play school within the school because I've seen it play out and it doesn't work. So that's just me in my opinion. Thanks so much. Have a great year. Um, I'm so was, proud of you. That's amazing. Sure enough though. You know, August rolls around the school within the school within the school is rolling and mm -hmm. it's dumpster fire. Yep. The science teacher is teaching gym. The gym teacher is <sighs> teaching science. I was just like, no, I'm 
I've never been so happy. I said no in my mm -hmm. life, uh, just because all of my teaching career, I was always, I always felt like I had to say yes, much like you. Mm -hmm. And that is a, it's like an internal conflict. It is. It's like your brain, like little punching arms. Well, and I think yeah. too, you and I both want to say yes to things that we feel like are going to make this school a better place. You and right. I did PBIS. We had this passion for PBIS and like everything we thought could make the school great. And then it turned into Saturdays at the school and snow days at the school with our children running through the halls and kind of getting thrown into the fire of things that we did not expect. And so, yeah, I planned yeah. that teacher award dinner which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I think I probably logged 120 hours for And how much did uh, you get paid one for one hour event? <laughs> zero, zero dollars. Right, right. And um, how much time did you lose with your family? Oh, we're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah. So again, I mean, yeah. I, I, I do understand that we are what makes schools work. Teachers are. And so we have to do these things. There does have to be a delegation of roles you know, administrators are given these things that have to be fulfilled, but we also can say no and, and not feel guilty. Right. And guess what? It'll still go on. That's true. School goes on. And I think that the administrators in general, when they ask about something, they literally ask everyone in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I thought like, wow, this administrator is asking me to be a leader. It turns out everyone else said no. Yes. That yeah. was the fool to say yeah. yes. And like, oh, oh, that was a terrible idea. So Amber, wouldn't you agree? Okay. I'll call them gullible, but you'll call them agreeable, agreeable super superstars. <laughs> wouldn't you agree that principals have a list of like people they must. It's got to be on a clipboard somewhere where they have like, you know, the special clicky pen. Like, uh, all right. I asked Amy. Uh, she next? said no. Who's next? <laughs> because the, I, I feel like that's the only way administrators can get all of the work they need to get done, mm -hmm. done. Know that they have teachers who are willing to help. Um, and it could be a different kind of a list because I once had a score sheet of how important I was. I guess that goes back to... Stop. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It goes back to where, like we were saying, we always felt like we had to say yes. Yeah. Um, so during the recession in 2010, I think mm -hmm. that was the year everything hit the fan, um, North Carolina had this really great <laughs> idea Represent. to <laughs> quantify. How can you quantify the importance of a teacher. Mm. It came in a data sheet and they passed them all out at this faculty meeting and they said, fill out your data sheet. This is how you fill this out. Uh, because two weeks from now, 20% of your faculty are going to be eliminated. And mm. we're all like, oh, excuse me? What? Based on you filling out this paper. This sheet. Mm -hmm. And the way it was organized is if you were a veteran teacher, if you had been teaching over 20 years, you mm -hmm. received 25 points. If you were a new teacher, zero to five years, you had zero points. If wow. you had, like, in the end, I had 
zero points. Even though I was involved in things, I wasn't involved long enough. It was time oriented, not task or committee. And I brought it home. I had an infant at home, she's mm-hmm. 18 months, and I showed it to my husband and was like, well, I'm going to go apply for jobs. Oh. And he's, he's like, okay. Oh, and what? I'm glad I did because that's also the year that North Carolina froze our salaries for 10 years. Wow. And so I was waitressing the whole time when all of this was going on and they really did. They cleared out 20% of the faculty and it was so like cutthroat, mm-hmm. you know, like you're standing next to somebody who also loves students, also wants to do their best, but they've been there 20 years and they get to stay versus somebody who's like, what? I'm teaching this. And I teach, I mean, it, it was so hard. It was so dramatic. The police came. I mean, and that happened everywhere. Um, and it was, I guess then I felt like if I don't say yes, if I don't pad my resume Mm -hmm. with as many things as I could, I'm never going to get a job. And like at that point, teaching jobs were competitive. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget when I interviewed in Virginia, I handed my resume to a school district and I had been teaching AP chemistry. I'd been teaching like all these things. I was like 75 committees, department head, like you name it. And they looked at my resume and laughed (gasps) and said, AP, whatever. We're in IB IB. And I was like, hey, hey. Oh. I didn't even know what that was. Yes. It was like I lived in another generation when I was in North Carolina. I came here. Um, so I felt so just unprepared in a way that I didn't have enough. And that's so sad that like and, and adequate, your resume. Like what a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a way to, I don't, I don't think you can put value on a teacher. I, just right. everything that they do from standing in the hallway, greeting students, you know, to teaching and not having a lunch because students are in there and then taking on all the extras. I mean, how many days did you get to school at eight and leave at three thirty? Um, well, never because I'm always late. So I would show up at eight Oh three. Okay. I wasn't going to go there, you but you threw yourself under the bus. <laughs> and there's no way I'm leaving at three 30. No. Students are always there mm-hmm. and being there at the door. I can't tell you how important it is. I literally saved a student's life mm-hmm. just standing at my door yeah. who the night before tried to commit suicide. And he was walking around the school all day in a short sleeve shirt and had cuts all over his arm. And I noticed because I'd been at the door every day that year Mm -hmm. and I knew exactly what was going on literally was hospitalized within an hour of when I saw him because I said what's going on right this isn't right yeah (laughs) but I think that that is such an important story to tell because if you were doing something that morning a duty that you were not passionate about then the passion for standing outside and greeting students right what could have happened? Well, I think you've really touched on something there because we keep saying like, ah, teachers, you need to say no, but there's a reason for that. We have to have enough energy in the tank to be Mm -hmm. the best we can be for our students. And the more responsibilities you take on, 
the harder it is to focus on the most important thing, which is your, your students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not about the building or someone's ego that you're crushing across mm -hmm. the hall. Like it's about you just teaching. Like if we mm -hmm. just focused on teaching and all the other stuff was taken care of, it would be a dream job. But yes. one way to get away from that is to only choose things that you're passionate about and mm -hmm. think about who's going to benefit so that you're not Ooh, that's good. overloading yourself with responsibility that like one, no one cares about. And, or two, like I did recycling at the school. Do you remember that? I literally, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so dirty. I can't imagine. Oh my, I can't even go into detail. All I listeners totally out there. I forgot about that. We are talking, there have to be, we'll say a hundred classrooms in this high school. Every classroom mm -hmm. has two recycle bins. There are 14 rolling recycle carts in the hallway and Someone told me I had to do recycling because I was the club. You were voluntold. I was voluntold. And I was like, <sighs> excuse me? And once a week, I, me, myself, and I, and four students rolled okay, hold around on. the Those walls. recycle bins were like as tall as you. They were huge. And I would take my cute little <laughs> outfits and roll my little recycle bins all over the school, all oh the way goodness. to the back of the building, and hurl those dumpster things into the giant recycle bin dumpster. Oof. Oh, my goodness. Things we found in recycling. Someone recycled a <laughs> pair of underwear. Someone recycled an oh. entire pizza. That still had pizza. It was oh. it was like a pizza box, so they tried, but there was pizza okay. in there that was rotted. Um, we found mm. like gym gear. I mean, it was just it was awful. And that eventually, I did say no. But guilt, the guilt was ridiculous. There, it was guilt on all sides. I would have guilt from administrators, guilt from teachers. You didn't get my recycling. Do I look like your trash person today? Like it was, it was so crazy. And then I just walked in one day to the office. I was like, no, I'm no. done, please. And it took so much to get there. I did it for over a year. A year. I said no. And I so, would say, I would say with that, like, environmental science is something you are passionate about, but that was yes. not adding to your passion in any way. I don't know who was benefiting, truly. Like who... <laughs> in that situation was getting something, you know, I don't even know if the earth was benefiting except it was getting some extra undies. So and pizza. Oh gosh. Yes. But it was that I wish I would have had even the knowledge then for someone to tell me you can say no because that's not going to help your students or you can mm -hmm. say no because you don't really care that much about that. And so you're not going to want to pour the energy into it. And then you're going to feel drained. I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe the question that we should ask is, how is this going to help me be a better teacher? True. Or how is this going to benefit my students? You know, I mean, and everything that we're asked to do is, is it benefiting our positions? and you know, our passion. Yeah. I, I love that, that you say, you know, make sure it's something that you're passionate about because we want to give ourselves to our students and not to recycling. So I think it's kind of easy for us to throw all these tips at the teachers. 
even yes. though we don't take our own advice. <laughs> and we, I'm super passionate about this episode because at the end of my career at Blacksburg High School, an administrator asked me, what can I do so that you don't burn out? And I turned to her and said, I'm already burned out. And it was mm -hmm. November and I was gone the next mm -hmm. year. I couldn't go back. I had too many things yeah. on my plate that no one would remove. I, I walked in to the school year saying, I need help. I need help. And no one would step up because once you say yes, everybody expects you to do it. And mm -hmm. when you add the pressure of people expecting it and some guilt from administration and your own personal, mm -hmm. I have to be the best I can be, it burns you out. And yeah. we are seeing that across the nation. That's what all the teach teachers are. are burned out because there are a yeah. lot of us just like the two of us in here. I, yeah. And I always told everybody when I left Blacksburg High School, and I will say I, we moved, but I was leaving Blacksburg at the end of that year, regardless, like that my decision had been made. And I just felt like a candle that could not be lit. I mean, my right. fire had been blown out. It was doused with water. I just couldn't, I couldn't burn anymore. I couldn't. Right. And so I knew I have always said to myself, if I am not doing a service to the students, then I'm not doing a service to teaching. And so I felt like that was, that was my time to step away. I had no like thought of going back into teaching. And then obviously I walked right back into it, into a different situation, but yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. And I think that's a great statement by an administrator that should be asked more. And it's so funny when you have a personality like you and I, like we're people pleasers. We want people mm -hmm. to be happy. I want everyone around me to love everything that's happening. And yes. that comes at a cost. And it does. when you start to recognize that cost benefit analysis on a teacher side, mm -hmm. like I feel, I feel empowered. I feel like I can make better decisions. And I know my students are really happy that I can just be with them in the classroom and mm -hmm. just do the learning part, not all the other stuff. Yes. And I will say when I left Blacksburg High School after my 17 years and all the jobs, I know Amber, you and I kind of joked about counting all the positions that we've had. And I gave up on that. I looked at my resume and I was like, I can't, I can't even count all of these things. But I left Blacksburg High School, and when I moved to North Carolina and started at a new school, I had no extras, none. My first semester, I had nothing extra, and I, I was lost. I was like, right. I can just teach, and I can come home, and this feels weird, and I feel guilty. Right. And Blacksburg High School went on without me, and all those jobs I did, they filled them. They were fine. And so I think that did teach me a valuable lesson. Like, it's okay. It's okay to just be a teacher and to say no. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate all of your support. And thank you to the administrators who recognize performance punishment and challenge themselves to equally distribute duties within the schools. Until next time, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. And teachers, don't forget to be intentional ask questions, delegate, or just say no.